brought to you by the students of Mary Persons High School in conjunction with MPTV. This is Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. I'm your host, Carrie Buckendale. First this morning. This week, the Monroe County Board of Education approved new principals for Mary Persons High School and KB Sutton Elementary School. Monroe County Superintendent Dr. Mike Hickman made the announcements at Thursday night's called board meeting. Let's listen to what he had to say. First, if I could ask uh, Miss Marion and her family to come up. I think Marion's got her husband Shannon and uh, is that Hunter? Hagen. Hagen. Come on up here, Hagen. Hunter must be at school or doing something else today. Uh, Miss Marion uh, has been with us for 12 years. She came to us from Pike County and she's been assistant principal uh, for those 12 years and had been in education for 28. She holds a bachelor's degree in education, a master's degree in educational leadership, and a specialist degree in education. Miss um, Marion is a member of a number of professional organizations, including Georgia Association of Educational Leaders, which we call GALE, and she was the 2020 Georgia State Assistant Principal of the Year in the state of Georgia. She says, I have been a part of this amazing school environment for 12 years, and I cannot begin to tell you how honored I am to become the next principal. And we're honored too, Tammy, uh, to have you and your family here tonight uh, to celebrate this occasion. So uh, she will be uh, taking the place of Dr. Finch, who's moving to central office. And uh, we are confident and happy that Miss Marion will be taking over, and we're sure she'll do a great job. So congratulations, Miss Marion. All right. Congratulations to Tammy and her family. And at this time, I'd like to call uh, Miss Christina Chapman and her family up. Christina is uh, joined by her husband, Scott. And I think we've got with us now is Jackson. We've got Tucker. And we should have Griffin. All right. And so just a little bit about Ms. Chapman, she's in her third year as assistant principal at Monroe County Middle School and was an instructional coach uh, at the middle school before that. She's been in education for 16 years. She holds a bachelor's degree in early childhood and special education, a master's degree in elementary education, a specialist degree in curriculum and instruction, and a specialist degree in educational leadership. She has participated in a number of leadership development programs, including the Lord Georgia Leadership Institute for School Improvement, Ms. Chapman says, I am honored to be selected as principal of KB Sutton Elementary. I am looking forward to this journey and the future experiences that I will have the opportunity to be a part of with the amazing staff and students I am joining. Obviously, Ms. Chapman will follow Dr. Becky Brown, who was recently promoted to Director of Assessment, Career, Technical, and Agricultural, Agricultural Education and Federal Programs here at Central Office. So, congratulations, Ms. Chapman. We will, uh, just to close on the principals, we're excited about the energy and expertise they're going to bring to our new, uh, the schools, their respective schools, and we're looking to uh, growing and moving forward and, and, and uh, bigger and brighter things at both buildings. And so good luck to Tammy and good luck to Christina. It's an exciting time at the Monroe County Fine Arts Center. 
the first three concerts of the 2022-2023 season were just announced, and they are going to be fantastic shows. Let's check in with Samantha Stevens for more on the upcoming events. All right, Ms. Stevens, thanks for joining us this morning. Oh, we're absolutely. Excited. I hear you have some pretty big news to announce about maybe a new season at the Fine Arts Center. We finally get to reveal this. I've never been good at keeping secrets, so I found myself when people would ask me, doling out hints. They're progress, they're gospel, they're Grand Ole Opry. And that's all I would say because I wanted to share this news so badly. But yes, Carrie, we do finally have the very first artist of our new season booked and we're excited. Are you going to tell me a little bit about it? <laughs> no, I'm going to make you guess. Hey, now. <laughs> okay, Grand Ole Opry, Bluegrass Gospel, Grammy, Dove Award. Any guesses? Well, I can't really guess because I'm in on the secret. You are in on the secret. Okay, but we'll just I will tell say, them. It's pretty exciting. It is very exciting. The Isaacs will actually be here with us on June 18th, and it's a group I've wanted to bring in for a very long time. One of the most important things uh, for me in stepping into this role was continuing the theater's goal of diversifying our lineup. And we've had some incredible gospel artists and artists of faith uh, come through our building and on our stage. But I really wanted to bring in someone that had a really strong sense of bluegrass and country and was rooted in that way. And to me, uh, I have a personal connection to them and I love them anyway, but there was no better act to do that than the Isaacs. So we're thrilled. And then this summer, at the end of the summer, July 23rd, the return is coming back, which I know people are going to be excited because they've been with us before, and it was a phenomenal show. We had more comments um, about that experience, feeling so, um, so uh, transformative and really like transporting people back. It, I think people felt like they were in the audience at the Ed Sullivan Show watching this Beatles tribute. So we're, we're thrilled that they're back joining us too. Well, I can tell you, I'm a huge Beatles fan. Yes. I was in that audience when they were here a few years ago, and it was such a fantastic show that I can't wait to get my tickets for this one because they're amazing. I mean, they look, they look, they sound, the whole vibe is there. It's a 360 experience. And I teach guitar at Mary Persons, and we talk a lot about the Beatles because from a historical point, they are significant uh, in in the trajectory of rock and roll and the modern electric guitar. And my students are excited about this show. They are dying. They're like, Miss Stevens, do they dress like the Beatles? I'm like, oh yeah, honey. No, sto no stone is left unturned, 100%. And then I'm really personally excited about the artists we're bringing in on September the 25th. Uh, Pam Tillis, she's an icon for women in country music. Um, she's a, a legacy act in a lot of ways, comes from a, a country music family, and um, she's going to bring an, an air of nostalgia and inspiration in. I really feel like she's such a strong singer, and she just has an incredible story. So it will be a very intimate acoustic experience. I'm hoping she'll share some stories throughout her illustrious career. Um, but it's yet again something really different for us, and I'm really excited about the, um, the genre diversity we're, we're bringing into the mix and hoping to continue that with the artists we'll be announcing in the spring as well. Well, I know that that's one you've really been working hard on. In we fact, have. 
today is Thursday that we're taping this, and I believe you just got things finalized today. Is I that did. Correct? I was home eating lunch and and letting my dog out, and I literally got the email and just laid down on my couch and went, "Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord," because I had prayed that this one would work out, and they did want to come. But you know, I think what a lot of people don't understand too is what goes into booking a show. It's routing, working with people's schedules. There are a lot of moving parts that have to um, that have to come together to book a tour date with an artist. And we're just so grateful that it worked out with Pam's schedule that she was able to make time for us this fall. Now be sure to keep an eye on the Fine Arts Center's website and social media accounts for information about season and individual ticket sales. That information will be released in the coming weeks. Now, in addition to those shows, the Fine Arts Center is gearing up for the student production of The Sound of Music. Ms. Stevens has more on that show and on ways you can get involved. Hello, I'm Wesley Hansen, and I'm speaking today with Ms. Stevens, the head of the Fine Arts Center at Mary Persons High School. Ms. Stevens, what's coming up at the Fine Arts Center? Hey, Wesley, I'm so glad you asked. I have, this was a really hard secret to keep. The combined musical is coming up for spring between Mary Persons and Monroe County Middle School. It is the sound of music. The rumors were running around for a while. I know the students were so hoping that that would be the show that was picked. And a lot of folks in the community were asking as well. We are thrilled to be hosting um, the high school and middle school combined after a great run of elementary school musicals and a chorus program and band concert. So the sound of music will run from April the 28th through the 30th. There are three days and four chances to see the show. You can see Miss Spires, uh, Mr. Hernandez, they have tickets, the cast members have tickets, and also we'll have tickets at the Board of Education office too. Um, I'm so excited about it because it allows our middle school students to work with the high school to get a taste of what it's like to be a part of a real musical theater program. And that would involve one act play when they get to high school, the, the musicals, literary, all of that. So we're so excited. And also we will have some final band concerts uh, and chorus concert, a chorus concert as well. Um, so we're, we're so thrilled about that. Um, the guitar class is gonna be opening the band concert and Mr. Hernandez always does an absolutely outstanding job with his final concert of the season. So we're, re we're really looking forward to closing out the school year with a bang. I think it's gonna be awesome. Okay, um, how do you book these shows? So typically, uh, our calendar is booked first and foremost for the students. So we sit down every summer and we look at a timeline and we prioritize our fine arts programs. So in the fall, we focus um, on one act play and concerts for band and chorus and also a lot of fun district programs for literacy and science and things like that. And in the spring, we focus on musicals. The elementary school brings, each elementary school here at Monroe County does their own musical, which is um, incredible if you think about it, because it takes a lot of work. And the students are really young, um, but that's what we've been enjoying this semester is multiple musicals coming through, and then we'll cap it off um, with also band and chorus concerts, which are awesome as well, but with the big spring musical. 
Um, how can students get involved in these shows? That is a fantastic question. So typically, uh, participating actively in the fine arts programs through band and chorus, obviously they're audition based or um, they're a part of your class curriculum. You sign up to be in drama or musical theater. But even if you would like to get involved with one of the shows and you can't be in the class or you're not able to be in the production, there are always opportunities for students to come over and help Mr. Smith and I volunteering with moving sets, setting things up, running, um, running the box office with me, helping usher. Um, we always have uh, we always have availability and it's a great way to get involved um, if you would like to be associated with our fine arts programs but feel like you you don't necessarily want to be on stage in front of people. There are always many hands behind the scenes that make the shows actually go on. Um, so anyone that wants to participate can always come and talk to me. Um, and I will happily find um, find a place for them. Okay, that's gonna do it. That's all of our questions we have for you today. Thank you for this interview. Thanks, Wesley. Mary Person's CTAE department is gearing up for its industry certification. MPTV's Alex Johnston sat down with Amy Myers to learn what that certification entails. Hello, everyone. My name is Alex Johnston with MPTV. I'm here with Ms. Amy Myers to discuss the Business and Computer Science Department and the Industry Certification process. So for, for those who don't know, what is the Industry Certification? Um, hey Alex, Industry Certification is a test that industry recognizes. Um, it's a test that's offered to adults when they get out in the workforce and, workforce and CTAE in Georgia offers it to our students in high school. During, um, during their pathway, the classes that they're taking to complete their pathways for CTAE pathways. And um, each pathway has a different certification. Like for mine, um, business and computer science, we get Microsoft Office certified in the areas of Word, Excel, Access, and PowerPoint. How, how do you and the other teachers prove that you can that you're doing the correct thing in the classes? Well, we implement different activities and, and things for the students to learn how to use these platforms in Microsoft Office. And then we offer um, remediation and practice in a software program called Geometrics, where the students can go back and hone their skills within these um, Microsoft um, platforms for Word, Excel, Access, and PowerPoint in the different classes we offer. And then the students will actually take the certification. So we like to track it. And in my classroom, I have a um, chart that I pull, pull up so the kids can see their progress when they're practicing. And then we have a little celebration when they pass and get their certificate. How much time does it take to go through this process and how often do you have to do it? Well, we have our students do it every semester when we teach the course. So this semester I have about um, 50 students that are trying to get certified for Excel and Access. Um, we usually spend a couple of weeks on learning the skills where we have different assignments to complete the skills that we're learning in class. And then we usually get a couple of weeks for them to practice on the Geometrics platform so they can um, remediate and maybe even learn new skills that weren't presented before. 
and um, see where they're lagging and they can work on it and then I can do some little interventions with some students so I mean working really hard and really fast at it um, we probably could complete it in about two months possibly yeah yeah that seems about right <laughs> you know Alex yeah, that's true yeah <laughs> how can the community get involved is there anything they can do to help well it's really good if um, the community has high school students working for them to ask them what they're doing in their CTAE courses what are they learning what are some of the skills they're learning and the students can bring this up or y'all could possibly the community could be asking them what kind of certifications they're getting and encourage them to take it seriously and to realize what an advantage they're at when they graduate from high school having these certifications um, I do want to mention that the certification is free to the student. The state of Georgia Department of Education provides that free of charge to all our students. You have a, you have a, present, a final presentation coming up. Can you tell us more about that? Um, are you talking about industry certification? I guess so. Yes, Lord, it is a lot. Um, so industry certification is um, where each school applies to get industry certified through the Department of Education and our industry partners. And this year we are getting industry certified, our business and computer science department is, and there is a whole lot of information we have to prove that we're doing in the classroom. So um, yeah, we're, we're getting down to the end of it. It's exhausting. And um, our presentation is April the 13th, so yay for us. We're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel finally. Yes, thank you so much for your time and good luck as you present. Oh, thanks, Alex. Putting together a school yearbook can be challenging, especially on the high school level. MPTV spoke with the editor-in-chief and the academic advisor about the process and excitement of building the Empiscope. Hey, I'm Callie, and I'm here with the MPTV stream, and today we will be interviewing Miss May for the yearbook. How did you get into yearbook at Mary Persons? Um, I got into yearbook at Mary Persons because Dr. Finch asked me after Miss Hogan um, started to teach um, English language arts, and so he asked me to take up yearbook. Okay. How long have you been doing the yearbook at Mary Persons, and have you ever wanted to stop for a bit? I have been doing yearbooks since 2014. I haven't wanted to stop because my original, my bachelor's degree is in media and film, and so I actually like to be able to be a part of journalism. Okay. What is the most challenging thing about doing the yearbook? Meeting deadlines would be one of the most challenging things about yearbook. How, how do you come up with the ideas for the yearbook? As a team, the yearbook plans the book a year ahead. We start coming up with themes, we look at what's going on in the world, and we start thinking of how we want the yearbook to look for the next year. How long does it take you to come up with one idea? The idea can take from two to six months because we have to think about a lot of things and things change a lot, so we have to think about if we choose this theme, how it will look, how do we play it out throughout the whole book. Sometimes we may not like it, so we might change it again, so it just it depends. Is there any deadlines, and if so, how fast do you have to get done with the ideas? We have about five deadlines. Our first deadline is in November, and then we have a deadline after that for each month. So it's like November, December, January, February, and the year one is actually completed by 
That's all I have for you guys today. Hope you have enjoyed and have a wonderful day. Thank you, Miss May. Thank you for the opportunity. So introduce yourself and your role in the Imposcope class. Uh, my name is Star Pompa and I am the editor-in-chief. What is your favorite part of building the yearbook? My favorite part is coming up with a concept and then trying to figure out how I'm going to work that throughout the yearbook and then, you know, finding little ways, like subtle ways to make sure that everything fits together and it looks cohesive at the end. Has that changed since you joined the class, your first year in the class, or has it always been that? Well, the first year I was a freshman and I didn't know much about creating a yearbook. And when I was a freshman, my favorite part was just like getting to design my own page and having like my work put there and taking pictures. And over the years, it's sort of become more of the concept of yearbook, like coming up with a theme, coming up with like a color palette and fonts and things that I think work well together. I still like enjoy the things as a freshman, like I still enjoy making my spreads and like taking pictures and going out there and talking to people, but it's more of the concept. How would you describe this year's book without revealing the theme? Okay, um, I think memorable. Something you'll definitely want to look back on in a few years with your children. Throwbacks. Cohesive. Let's just go with cohesive. If you could go back and give your freshman self one piece of advice when it comes to being in this class, what would that be? Definitely talk more. Uh, reach out to other people. As a freshman, I sort of just talked to like the people I knew, which was Kylie and Annie, because they were both freshmen with me. And I didn't really branch out too much and I think that definitely like could have been fixed because it would have made a much better yearbook if you just talked to more people so I probably would have told my freshman self go talk to the editors go talk to the older people they're not that scary (laughs) how would you describe the class as someone who's interested in joining for next year it's a lot of fun it's hard work Um, you'll always have something to do and when you don't I mean you have free time it's like a fun relaxing class but if you're not willing to put in the work, it's probably not something that you should join. But it's super fun, and Ms. May is the best. Community support is critical for the success of a school system. In Monroe County, we have amazing partners who are truly dedicated to the success of our students. Hello, I'm Bernard Penniman from the MPTV team at Mary Persons High School, and I'm here with Ms. Lori Thomas, an owner of the restaurant Jonas. Hello, Ms. Thomas. Hey. How are you today? I'm doing great. That's good. What led to you wanting to own a business? Well, this was my husband's dream. He had worked in several pizzerias around Atlanta about 25 years ago and always had his dream to buy and own his own pizza restaurant. So when he retired from teaching, we bought Jonas. Um, What is it like to own your own restaurant? It's a lot of work. Um, especially when uh, I try to help with that and also teach here at Mary Persons High School. What do you teach at Mary Persons High School? I teach uh, in the Access Program, which is the program for students uh, with special needs. What is the best and the worst thing about owning a restaurant? The best part is um, getting to meet our customers and um, meeting so many people in the community. Um, 
The hardest part right now is um, staffing, trying to find people to work. Uh, it's very difficult right now to find um, good help. Um, it's known that you support the Morrow County school system. What type of things do y'all do to support our schools? Um, we love uh, supporting not only Mary Persons, but the community. We are big uh, proponents of sponsorships, but instead of just writing a check for whoever comes and asks, we um, decided that really the best way to do it was to host um, sponsor nights. So what it does is it actually gives whoever is hosting the sponsorship, it gives them a stake in kind of their own fundraising. So if they promote it and send people uh, to come for that night, then it helps raise more money for them. And um, so it's a win-win. It helps us and it helps um, whatever club we're um, helping raise money for. Um, how long have y'all been doing that? We, um, since we started, um, we've, uh, we, a large part of our mission of owning the restaurant is just not to own a business and, and, and just make money and, and make pizzas. We want to support the community. We've done fundraising nights for um, organizations that aren't in the school system. We've done Anchor of Hope. Um, we've in some others that, so it's not just helping the school system, but we love helping the community. And we want to be active in the community in which we live and in which we own a business. That's, that's good. Um, is there anything else you would want the listeners to know? Um, just that uh, it's really important to support local businesses right now. Um, and to know that all of the businesses and restaurants on the square um, are here to support our community and to be a part of the Forsyth community and I know that us and all of the businesses would appreciate support and patronage of their businesses. Yes, well. Okay, thank you, Ms. Thomas, for your time and thank you for your support and service at our school. Thank you. Hello, I'm Bernard Penniman from the MPTV team at Mary Persons High School, and I'm here with Mr. Eric Thomas, an owner of the restaurant Jonas. Hello, Mr. Thomas. Hey, how are you? Um, I'm good. How are you today? I'm doing well, doing well. That's good, that's good. What led to you wanting to own a business? Um, well, I, I, I think it's, you know, it's really the American dream, right? To own your own business and uh, uh, be able to kind of chase uh, capitalism and, you know, and work for yourself and, and enjoy both, uh, you know, the aspects of that and uh, being able to employ uh, 
others and kind of be a part of a community. It's known that you support the Morrow County school system and what are the type of things that y'all do to support our schools? Really important is we employ a lot of Mary Persons students. Um, that's, I think, uh, the number one, I think that's the number one way to support your community is to have a, a business that thrives and can, and can, and can employ people. Um, but, you know, the other ways we do it is we team up with uh, different groups and, 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 uh, and uh, clubs and, and sports teams to have uh, fundraisers. And we do it so that both are involved. You know, we have certain nights when we're raising money for a certain club or team or, or, or activity. And um, we give a portion of the proceeds that night. That way, the, uh, the group that's trying to raise money uh, is incentivized to, you know, go out and, and, and raise awareness and get people into the restaurant. And, uh, and then they make more money that way. And those have been tremendously successful. How long have y'all been doing that? And since we opened, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it was, uh, you know, not many of them the first year, nobody knew about them, but as, as word got out and as, uh, things started to roll, um, we, uh, they get more and more and more. We do it for Mary Persons. We also do it for other community members. We're doing one this week for a group called Loaves and Fishes from, uh, Macon that feed the homeless. And, uh, that's a huge, uh, issue. And we were really happy that they asked us to help support that. So that'll be, uh, coming up this Thursday. We've got the Mary Persons fishing team coming up. Um, I wish I had the dates in front of me, but be on the lookout for that. Um, you know, we just did uh, the chorus program uh, at Mary Persons. So we, uh, you know, we've been doing that for a long time and we hope to continue to do it. Thank you for uh, everything that you've done. Is there anything else you would want the listeners to know? I guess both my wife and I are, are I'm, I'm a teacher of 21 years and a coach of 21 years. My wife teaches at Mary Parsons High School. So we're heavily invested in school and community and education and, and making sure that uh, everybody, you know, gets the best that they can get out of their school system and their community. So we're, 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 we've lived it and we're invested in it. So I guess that would be the thing I would like to leave you with is that um, it's important to us. Thank you for tuning in to Monroe County Schools Radio exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Have a great week. Remember to be a champ. And as always, go dogs. The thoughts expressed in this segment represent Monroe County Schools.